Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Ephesians Verse by Verse, brought to you by co-founder of Telios, Dr. William Stewart. This captivating podcast will not only teach you the book of Ephesians, which tells us so much about Christ and his mission, as well as our Christian walk, but it will teach you how to study the Bible so you can have confidence in what you learn. Episodes will provide key points for each important verse of the book of Ephesians. Thanks for joining us on this exciting biblical journey. Hello, I'm William Stewart. Welcome back to our verse-by-verse study on the book of first of, excuse me, book of Ephesians, not first Ephesians. This is a study that um, looks to uh, gain the most out of this incredible epistle, which tells us so much about Christ, salvation, and the Christian walk. We're in chapter one in a fascinating passage uh, of Paul's prayer for the Christian Ephesians and what he wants them most. Uh, to get at least some of the elements that he wants them to gain by his prayers in their Christian walk. The first verse which we uh, looked at uh, with substance of Paul's prayer was verse 17, the last verse, where he wanted them to get knowledge and wisdom and the spirit of revelation. Uh, Otherwise, that they would know and, and embrace, internalize what the epistles taught of Christ's first coming. Uh, the revelation of his, sorry, first advent. We go to verse 18 now with a a, a different topic, different uh, important point. And the verse says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and that the riches of his glory of his grace, uh, excuse me, glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now, pretty flowery language. What's this mean? Well, that the eyes of your understanding and actually the um, uh, tense of this is in the perfect tense. Otherwise, something that's been completed. So uh, of the enlightenment, otherwise that their understanding had been enlightened. <clears throat> this comes and, and this might be controversial, but I think it's consistent with Scripture. This comes <clears throat> through the regeneration at salvation where we created a new man uh, identified with the new life of Christ and his resurrection, we too are identified, baptized, spiritually baptized, Romans 6, with him, and now can understand and serve him in such a way that we couldn't before, uh, Romans 3, verses 10 to 12. So having established that fact, like he did in verse 15, saying that they had become believers consistent with the first half of the chapter, where he talked about salvation, uh, that thus they could know the hope of their calling. Well, we talked about hope back in verse 12. Hope is the word elpis. And uh, I remember this by saying things like, I saw elpis at the grocery store. Um, You know, elpis appears in Las Vegas oftentimes. So E-L-P-I-S, hope is the general word for calling in Greek, the original language of the Bible, hope. So it means in the secular Greek, something like we think of it, something that we desire but may not be certain, like we hope we would win the lottery or or, uh, hope we would get a new job. But in Scripture, it's defined, redefined in such a way that our hope is secure. Our salvation is secure in the trust that we have in Jesus Christ and his forgiveness uh, for us and him has seen us and considering us righteous. 
So the hope of his calling. What's our calling? Well, calling is used in the church in a variety of ways. But in scripture, we're called to our salvation. I can think of only one reference where it may not be related to salvation. Again, in the epistles, uh, the portion of scripture uh, written to the church. So when scripture says our calling, that's our salvation. People in the church may use it for a variety of uh, things, being called to the mission field or the pastor or a certain job, but scripturally, it, it's to our salvation. So, and then it says the glory of his inheritance <clears throat> or the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Well, riches generally is a plutos, it's the word in Greek. It's a general word for riches, uh, be rich in Greek. But in scripture, it's related to the good things from God and generally is left a little indistinct, often related to salvation. And we discussed those good things already in the first half of the chapter. Inheritance, kleronomia in the Greek, also related to our salvation. We have an inheritance with God, much like we're adopted into his family. We have an inheritance as a crude child of God, which is our great salvation. Okay, how do we summarize this first? Well, Paul wants them to realize the hope that they have in their salvation. Now, why is that important? Probably many of you, most of you reading or, excuse me, watching this video are young <clears throat> and are unlikely to die anytime soon. I, I hope not to, to go to eternal father. If, if one of you does or a close family member, then we do have a, if they're Christian and you're Christian, you have a great salvation with Christ. So really, that's even better than our time here on earth, as, as the Bible says. However, young people don't typically think about death. They're young, they're healthy, they're trying to, they want to get their family started and get a career and do good things. They have goals, hopefully. So why is hope important for somebody who's young? And this is really critical because oftentimes the desires and hopes that we have, the things that we will accomplish in this world as young people, by the time somebody's in their 40s, they realize that it may not be accomplished. They may get a divorce. They may not reach the economic well-being that they thought they would or success or, or, or professional success. Perhaps they have a child who's unruly and is, or has done poorly or, or perhaps ill or has died young. All sorts of things can crush us as we realize in, perhaps in the 40s where we're still working hard to pay our debts and raise our kids and perhaps taking care of our parents as well as ourselves trying to save for our, our children's college education, as well as our own retirement, maybe just trying to survive, that those hopes you had as a young person aren't fulfilled, that it can be depressing. Interestingly, in psychological studies show that people are happiest on average in their 20s, early 20s, and after 65 years of age. They're most depressed in their 40s as they hit the time where they're, they're, those, perhaps those hopes have been crushed and, and they're often taking care of three generations of people, maybe four. So that's where hope is so important for a younger person, that our hope is not in our job, our hope is not in our marriage, our hope is not in our kids or financial success. It's in God. 
So no matter what happens here on earth, we have a greater hope, a greater life insurance policy in a sense, with our eternal Father that should strengthen us and give us joy no matter what we face on earth. That, that takes practice, being in scripture, <clears throat> correcting our minds with scripture and thinking the right way. But we have the power of the spirit and we can do this. Okay, thanks for joining me today. Great passage, Paul's desire for us for our Christian life. We'll get to the next um, thing that he wants us to have next time. In verse 19, join us then. Bye for now.